This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Why is it that Western Mission has often inflicted more harm than good on the global church? Is there a better way forward? Keep listening to learn more about Mekdis Hadis' new book, A Just Mission, Laying Down Power and Embracing Mutuality. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Psalm chapter 133, beginning at verse 1, a song of ascents by David. Look, how good and pleasant it is when brothers truly live in unity. It is like fine oil poured on the head, which flows down the beard, Aaron's beard, and then flows down his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon, which flows down upon the hills of Zion. Indeed, that is where the Lord has decreed a blessing will be available, eternal life. Jeremiah chapter 3, beginning at verse 11, through Jeremiah chapter 5, through verse 19. Jeremiah chapter 3, beginning at verse 11. Then the Lord said to me, Under the circumstances, wayward Israel could even be considered less guilty than unfaithful Judah. The Lord calls on Israel and Judah to repent. Go and shout this message to my people in the countries in the north. Tell them, Come back to me, wayward Israel, says the Lord. I will not continue to look on you with displeasure, for I am merciful, says the Lord. I will not be angry with you forever. However, you must confess that you have done wrong and that you have rebelled against the Lord your God. You must confess that you have given yourself to foreign gods under every green tree and have not obeyed my commands, says the Lord. Come back to me, my wayward sons, says the Lord, for I am your true master. If you do, I will take one of you from each town and two of you from each family group, and I will bring you back to Zion. I will give you leaders who will be faithful to me. They will lead you with knowledge and insight. In those days, your population will greatly increase in the land. At that time, says the Lord, People will no longer talk about having the ark that contains the Lord's covenant with us. They will not call it to mind, remember it, or miss it. No, that will not be done anymore. At that time, the city of Jerusalem will be called the Lord's throne. All nations will gather there in Jerusalem to honor the Lord's name. They will no longer follow the stubborn inclinations of their own evil hearts. At that time, the nation of Judah 
and the nation of Israel will be reunited. Together they will come back from a land in the north to the land that I gave to your ancestors as a permanent possession. I thought to myself, oh, what a joy it would be for me to treat you like a son. What a joy it would be for me to give you a pleasant land, the most beautiful piece of property there is in all the world. I thought you would call me father and would never cease being loyal to me. But you have been unfaithful to me, nation of Israel, like an unfaithful wife who has left her husband, says the Lord. A noise is heard on the hilltops. It is the sound of the people of Israel crying and pleading to their gods. Indeed, they have followed sinful ways. They have forgotten to be true to the Lord their God. Come back to me, you wayward people. I want to cure your waywardness. Say, here we are. We come to you because you are the Lord our God. We know our noisy worship of false gods on the hills and mountains did not help us. We know that the Lord our God is the only one who can deliver Israel. From earliest times, our worship of that shameful God, Baal, has taken away all that our ancestors worked for. It has taken away our flocks and our herds, and even our sons and daughters. Let us acknowledge our shame. Let us bear the disgrace that we deserve. For we have sinned against the Lord our God, both we and our ancestors, from earliest times to this very day. We have not obeyed the Lord our God. Jeremiah chapter 4. If you, Israel, want to come back, says the Lord, if you want to come back to me, you must get those disgusting idols out of my sight and must no longer go astray. You must be truthful, honest, and upright when you take an oath saying, as surely as the Lord lives. If you do, the nations will pray to be as blessed by him as you are and will make him the object of their boasting. Yes, This is what the Lord has said to the people of Judah and Jerusalem. Break up your unplowed ground. Do not cast seeds among thorns. Commit yourselves to the Lord. Dedicate your hearts to me, people of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Otherwise, my anger will blaze up like a flaming fire against you that no one will be able to extinguish. That will happen because of the evil you have done. Warning of Coming Judgment The Lord said, Announce this in Judah and proclaim it in Jerusalem. Sound the trumpet throughout the land. Shout out loudly. Gather together. Let us flee into the fortified cities. Raise a signal flag that tells people to go to Zion. Run for safety. Do not delay, for I am about to bring disaster out of the north. It will bring great destruction. Like a lion that has come up from its lair, the one who destroys nations has set out from his home base. He is coming out to lay your land waste. Your cities will become ruins and lie uninhabited. So put on sackcloth, mourn and wail, saying, The fierce anger of the Lord has not turned away from us. When this happens, says the Lord, the king and his officials will lose their courage, the priests will be struck with horror, and the prophets will be speechless in astonishment. In response to all this, I said, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have surely allowed the people of Judah and Jerusalem to be deceived by those who say, You will be safe. But in fact, a sword is already at our throats. At that time, the people of Judah and Jerusalem will be told, a scorching wind will sweep down from the hilltops in the wilderness on my dear people. It will not be a gentle breeze for winnowing the grain and blowing away the chaff. No, a wind too strong for that will come at my bidding. Yes, even now I myself am calling down judgment on them. Look, the enemy is approaching like gathering clouds. The roar of his chariots is like that of a whirlwind. His horses move more swiftly than eagles. 
I cry out, we are doomed, for we will be destroyed. O people of Jerusalem, purify your hearts from evil so that you may yet be delivered. How long will you continue to harbor up wicked schemes within you? For messengers are coming, heralding disaster from the city of Dan and from the hills of Ephraim. They are saying, announce to the surrounding nations, the enemy is coming. Proclaim this message to Jerusalem. Those who besiege cities are coming from a distant land. They are ready to raise the battle cry against the towns in Judah. They will surround Jerusalem like men guarding a field because they have rebelled against me, says the Lord. The way you have lived and the things you have done will bring this on you. This is the punishment you deserve and it will be painful indeed. The pain will be so bad it will pierce your heart. I said, oh, the feeling in the pit of my stomach. I writhe in anguish. Oh, the pain in my heart. My heart pounds within me. I cannot keep silent for I hear the sound of the trumpet. The sound of the battle cry pierces my soul. I see one destruction after another taking place so that the whole land lies in ruins. I see our tents suddenly destroyed, their curtains torn in a mere instant. How long must I see the enemy's battle flags and hear the military signals of their bugles? The Lord answered, This will happen because my people are foolish. They do not know me. They are like children who have no sense. They have no understanding. They are skilled at doing evil. They do not know how to do good. I looked at the land and saw that it was an empty wasteland. I looked up at the sky and its light had vanished. I looked at the mountains and saw that they were shaking. All the hills were swaying back and forth. I looked and saw that there were no more people and that all the birds in the sky had flown away. I looked and saw that the fruitful land had become a desert and that all the cities had been laid in ruins. The Lord had brought this all about because of his blazing anger. All this will happen because the Lord said, the whole land will be desolate. However, I will not completely destroy it. Because of this, the land will mourn and the sky above will grow black. For I have made my purpose known and I will not return or turn back from carrying it out. At the sound of the approaching horsemen and archers, the people of every town will flee. Some of them will hide in the thickets. Others will climb up among the rocks. All the cities will be deserted. No one will remain in them. And you, Zion, city doomed to destruction, you accomplish nothing by wearing a beautiful dress, decking yourself out in jewels of gold and putting on eyeshadow. You are making yourself beautiful for nothing. Your lovers spurn you. They want to kill you. In fact, I hear a cry like that of a woman in labor, a cry of anguish like that of a woman giving birth to her first baby. It is the cry of daughter Zion, gasping for breath, reaching out for help, saying, I am done in. My life is ebbing away before these murderers. Jeremiah chapter 5 verses 1 through 19. Judah is justly deserving of coming judgment. The Lord said, go up and down through the streets of Jerusalem. Look around and see for yourselves. Search through its public squares. See if any of you can find a single person who deals honestly and tries to be truthful. If you can, then I will not punish the city. These people make promises in the name of the Lord. But the fact is, what they swear to is really a lie. Lord, I know you look for faithfulness, but even when you punish these people, they feel no remorse. Even when you nearly destroy them, they refuse to be corrected. They have become as hard-headed as a rock. They refuse to change their ways. I thought, surely, it is only the ignorant poor who act this way. They act like fools because they do not know what the Lord demands. They do not know what their God requires of them. I will go to the leaders and speak with them. Surely they know what the Lord demands. Surely they know what their God requires of them. Yet all of them too 
have rejected his authority and refused to submit to him. So like a lion from the thicket, their enemies will kill them. Like a wolf from the rift valley, they will destroy them. Like a leopard, they will lie in wait outside their cities and totally destroy anyone who ventures out. For they have rebelled so much and done so many unfaithful things. The Lord asks, How can I leave you unpunished, Jerusalem? Your people have rejected me and have worshipped gods that are not gods at all. Even though I supplied all their needs, they were like an unfaithful wife to me. They went flocking to the houses of prostitutes. They are like lusty, well-fed stallions. Each of them lusts after his neighbor's wife. I will surely punish them for doing such things, says the Lord. I will surely bring retribution on such a nation as this. The Lord commanded the enemy, march through the vineyards of Israel and Judah and ruin them, but do not destroy them completely. Strip off their branches, for these people do not belong to the Lord. For the nations of Israel and Judah have been very unfaithful to me, says the Lord. These people have denied what the Lord says. They have said, that is not so. No harm will come to us. We will not experience war and famine. The prophets will prove to be full of wind. The Lord has not spoken through them. So, let what they say happen to them. Because of that, the Lord God of heaven's army said to me, Because these people have spoken like this, I will make the words that I put in your mouth like fire, and I will make this people like wood, which the fiery judgments you speak will burn up. The Lord says, Listen, nation of Israel, I am about to bring a nation from far away to attack you. It will be a nation that was founded long ago and has lasted for a long time. It will be a nation whose language you will not know. Its people will speak words that you will not be able to understand. All its soldiers are strong and mighty. Their arrows will send you to your grave. They will eat up your crops and your food. They will kill off your sons and your daughters. They will eat up your sheep and your cattle. They will destroy your vines and your fig trees. Their weapons will batter down the fortified cities you trust in. Yet even then, I will not completely destroy you, says the Lord. So then, Jeremiah, when your people ask, Why has the Lord our God done all this to us? Tell them, It is because you rejected me and serve foreign gods in your own land. So, you must serve foreigners in a land that does not belong to you. New Testament reading John chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. Jesus' appearance to the disciples in Galilee. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. Now this is how he did so. Simon Peter, Thomas, called Didymus, Nathaniel, who was from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples of his were together. Simon Peter told them, I am going fishing. We will go with you, they replied. They went out and got into the boat. But that night, they caught nothing. When it was already very early morning, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. So Jesus said to them, Children, you don't have any fish, do you? They replied, No. He told them, Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they threw the net, and were not able to pull it in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. So Simon Peter, when he heard that it was the Lord, tucked in his outer garment, for he had nothing on underneath it, and plunged into the sea. Meanwhile, the other disciples came with the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from land, only about a hundred yards. When they got out of the boat, they saw a charcoal fire ready with a fish placed on it and bread. Jesus said, Bring some of the fish you have just now caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and pulled the net to shore. 
it was full of large fish, 153, but although there were so many, the net was not torn. Come, have breakfast, Jesus said, but none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Salutation. From Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Prayer for the Church. I thank my God every time I remember you. I always pray with joy in my every prayer for all of you because of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. For I am sure of this very thing, that the one who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. For it is right for me to think this about all of you because I have you in my heart since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, all of you became partners in God's grace together with me. For God is my witness that I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And I pray this, that your love may abound even more and more in knowledge and every kind of insight, so that you can decide what is best, and thus be sincere and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Thank you for your word, O God. Thank you for the historical nature of Jesus Christ and the present reality of Jesus' resurrection and the fact that he is embodied right now, seated at the right hand of God the Father, making intercession for us right now. Who wouldn't love a God like this? Thank you, God. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. God, thank you for your grace that even in your judgment, you seek to be merciful. You seek to pull back. You don't want to give us the full weight of the judgment that our sins deserve. And I thank you, oh God, that because of Jesus Christ, that the judgment that was meant for us, that we justly deserve, fell on him. I thank you, O oh Lord, for that sacrifice. It's not a small thing. We never get over the gospel. It is a supernatural reality that we have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of your dear son. That is a miracle. Salvation is a miracle. Would you help us to never become accustomed to that miracle? Would you help us to always stand in awe of your grace and mercy, to stand in awe of your calling and election on our life, O Lord God, and to live lives, O God, that reflect reverence, that reflect a fear of God, right? Fear and trembling because you're so awesome, because you're so majestic, because you are holy, holy, holy. God, I thank you for the ways that Jesus appeared to the disciples, making it known that yes, indeed, he did rise from the grave and rose bodily, showing them the nail holes in his hands, oh God. Thank you, oh Lord, for the ways that God, that you just continue to provide for us abundantly, exceedingly and abundantly 
above all we can ask or think, O oh God. And I pray, O oh God, for those who are needing to cast their net on the other side of the boat. Would you give them the courage? Would you give them the hope, O oh God, to try again, to cast their net and to believe, O oh God, that you will provide a great haul, a great harvest, O oh God, for the toil, for the seeds that they've planted in tears and in sacrifice, O oh God, and, and perhaps in great pain, God, I pray that they will weep joy and that they will find that there is no lack, that the blessings of God, that there's no sorrow added to it, O oh God. I just pray that you would be with those that need their faith reignited and fan the flames of their faith by the power and the sovereign wind of the Holy Spirit, O oh God. Would you help us to trust in you? Would you help us to think joyfully in prayer for the other saints, O oh Lord, in the faith and those who have not yet come to faith? O oh God, would you help us to continually be burdened in our prayers for those, O oh God, who are not yet in the faith and for those who are, O oh God? Would you help us to remember them with great joy, particularly the saints? Would you help us to remember them with great joy in our prayers, O oh God, just as we saw here in Philippians, and that we would delight and love to be in partnership and co-laboring together in the work of the gospel, O oh God. We know, O oh God, that our faith, one day, our faith will be made sight, and we cannot wait until that day comes. But in the meantime, would you help us to be found busy doing the work, the kingdom work that you have called each of us to do within our own sphere of influence? I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Why do American Christians travel overseas to reach people in distant lands but neglect ministering to people who immigrate from those lands to their home communities? And why does Western Missions funding depend on narratives that marginalize indigenous leadership? In a just mission, Mekdes Hadis, an Ethiopian now living in the United States, provides a post-colonial critique of Western Mission, upending the white savior complex and arguing for a more globally just approach. She examines evangelical mission from the perspective of the receiver, highlighting areas of weaknesses and naming injustices. Discover what it means to pursue a just mission in our world today. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THEWORD. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Yeah.